0: Hello, hello, hello. Quick intro on this episode. You might notice that the episode is like a little bit abbreviated relative to how long the episodes normally go, which is to say about an hour, but very much unforeseen circumstances we were recording. And then near the tail end, unbeknownst to us at the time, Hurricane Fiona knocked out the service basically that is facilitating the podcast record. And then it just didn't upload that part of it. So we lost about 15 minutes, unfortunately. So it just cuts out in the middle of him speaking. So that's a real bummer because I really enjoyed the conversation. We were in the middle of a pretty thoughtful conversation about his perception as somebody who's done improv for 10 plus years now. Just what he perceived to be, like the traits to be a great uh, or or the common traits for great improvisers. Really good conversation. Just cuts off in the middle. That sucks. As for the rest of the conversation, we kind of just went where it went per usual. He also did his plugs, which of course we got cut off. So let me do some of that now. It's a great podcast. You know what I would do? Question mark. Is available where podcasts are available. It's really fun. I think they're at this point 16 episodes in. Great. Highly recommend it. My Castle is a delight. His co-host. They have such a great rapport. It's a very silly show. It's delightful. He also has Good Night, which we talked about early in the episode, which you're hopefully about to hear. It's a sketch album that Joey released in 2019. Really fun. Really funny. Highly recommend that. He also has The Witch of West Oak, which is like an hour plus, something like that. And it's a lot of different people, really funny improvisers and comedians doing delightfully oddball characters, really fun. And it's all about a mystery. Highly recommend that, uh, Witch of West Oak. Also Misrepresented, which he appears in, which is an improvised web series, a lot of fun. And Critters, which is a short film you can find on his Instagram page, a lot of fun too. And they improvise the whole thing last bit of business joey's performing tonight that is correct tonight october 3rd at 8 p.m pacific time at the silver Lake lounge it's part of holy shit improv and it's featuring his improv group sister tickets are available at the link i will provide check that out should be fun i'm not in the la area but if i were i would go 2906 sunset boulevard los angeles california 90026 otherwise enjoy the show take care be safe the music mana 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 This is Social Discasting. Welcome to Social Discasting, a podcast where my guests and I discuss our lives amidst the wanton hellscape in which we find ourselves. I am Brandon, aka Brandon. I hope you're well. My guest is an improviser, an actor, and a podcaster who most recently appeared in the fully improvised short film Critters and the improvised web series Misrepresented. Did this guy write anything down? Along with co-hosting the delightful podcast You Know What I Would Do with former guest Mike Castle and having two comedy albums out in the form of Good Night and The Witch of West Oak, both of which I very much enjoyed. He's the inventor of the Squish Universal Measurement System, loves the word metric ton, and might or might not have said is really interesting on the most recent podcast episode. Please welcome Joey Greer. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much. What an intro, dude. Yeah,
0: oh, thank you. Very much appreciated. I'm glad you liked the uh, the albums. I really enjoyed them. The uh, I was listening just before this to Goodnight, and there's some really funny stuff on that. Really good sketch album. Highly recommend it. It's available where you listen to things, so enjoy and- that. For the record i some of that was written down some of that fair enough it do, it is a sketch sketch album so fair enough i really laughed at the picking things up with toes track which is like <laughs> track three or four really funny really enjoyed that really good and the choir choir bit was really funny too really oh that that was that's one of my favorites that's a deep cut it's really funny it's good stuff and i enjoyed listening to it and it pepped me up so thank you i oh, appreciate it. i'm glad that's the whole yeah. point it should be it's cocaine for the ears that's what I want it to be. That's a good description. Mm-hmm. I enjoy anything that is just so fucking silly. It delights me. Me too, to man. no end.
1: Yeah, I love the silly. I like, I feel comedy. Uh, we're gonna get into it right now. Okay. I feel comedy at large is like very um, obviously based on our circumstances as Americans and just looking at the world. Super serious shit, and sure. there is like this duty I think to call things out in a way that is profound as as comics. But I. I I also think that there is a huge place for just being silly and having a moment of decompression, like coming to a show just to laugh at silly shit and forget about life in a way Absolutely. that doesn't mean
0: I'm not paying attention, but I just need to recharge. Yeah. It's not trivializing anything or anything. Right. It's just that like, wow, it's like, it, it re- I think it like, um, it kind of taps into your like most, like the the most benign way of tapping into your animal brain possible. Mm-hmm. And I think it's great. Like, I, it's deli- It's like the most... It, farts are funny, for example. But like the, <laughs> the most minimal stuff. things like that, that shit's funny. It you works. can't help it.
1: It's the most human connection we have. All right?
0: <laughs> That's it. I think it was, I guess, October 2020 when Adam Sandler's Hubie Halloween came out, mm-hmm. you know, in the midst of the pandemic. I laughed so fucking hard at that because it's so silly and ridiculous and delightful. It really tapped into something. It was a very cathartic experience. And I yeah. was... Perfect. I loved it.
1: I think it was like the number one movie for a while. Like people were
0: just... I think so. Drinking it down. Yeah. For that reason. I mean, when you have a part where it's like pretty much immediately where Adam Sandler is riding (laughs) on his bicycle and there's immediately projectile vomits just randomly. (laughs) Couldn't stop laughing. Like that's just amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Did you see The Wrong Missy? Really funny. And it was really cool to see Lauren Lapis, who I know you know, Crushes it. She crushes it. You know, when I've heard her on podcasts and seen her in things, it was cool to, like, see her get that platform to, like, show Mm -hmm. everybody else on a larger scale. Because she's so fucking funny. Unbelievably funny. It's so unhinged in the best way possible.
1: But there's this one scene where David Spade's trying to leave the bathroom. And, like, uh, he, like, climbs out of this window. And he drops and, like, just, I mean, (laughs) breaks his ankle in a (laughs) grotesque way. And they just, like, show it. And it's just so shocking and insane. And same thing with the vomit, where you're like... Yeah, this is hilarious for reasons I, I, that are just I can't explain. Other than it's so stupid
0: and base yeah. level it's comedy, that, I, I love it. Yeah, joke's juxtaposition of jarring and then silly, silly was like like a comedic form of like what a horror film does. You're just yeah. like the tension and the release of that. Yeah, It was pretty great. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's the all podcast. right. We'll see you, you next week. Guys. Hey, appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for listening. Click that like button. Click subscribe. Give a good review. Like and Smash that bell. <laughs> I always start the episode over the podcast episode. Yes. Let's okay. join Let's hands. I put my hands in out to both of... sides of my podcast. Oh, okay.
1: All right. Let's just... Um, I was raised Catholic, so if you don't mind me starting that way. Okay. Um In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, thank you today for all the days that you've given us, of days that are always happening in a succession of days, that this is the day that we're on. And I understand that those listening to it might be listening on a different day than we are recording on this day, but this day is still ours. And if you mix up the letters of day, what do you get? Yad. Love. Oh. 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 <laughs> and Yad is not love, isn't it, in its purest sense? Could
0: we not love Yad? Can't we love Dad? Amen. Reminds me of the story of Yadway. <laughs> As somebody who is in no way raised religious, Like, wow, I'm just going to say ditto and let's move on. I don't even know what to to say.
1: Yeah, That's literally the whole thing.
0: Indubitably. Yes, I concur. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. Yes. Yes. Indubitably. The the deeply unfair question. How are you? I'm good.
1: Good. I'm good. I do give myself a little second to be like, how are you? And I am good. Today is a
0: good day. Yesterday was a good day. Good. I'm, I'm feeling good. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. All things considered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, beautiful outside. As somebody who uh, apparently is like a human plant, I guess we all are in some ways. <laughs> when it's nice weather, I respond very positively. It yeah. really changes everything. And it, when it yeah. rains, it mentally pours. Not yeah. a friend.
1: I We Not don't get any I'm out here in Los Angeles, no rain. I miss it so much. I'm from Miami, South Florida originally. And I don't know why I gave you a specific city and then gave you a region. The, the city wasn't <laughs> but I... I miss rain so much That that it's crazy It's crazy Like anytime there's a sprinkling I'm just like yes yes I want to be right by the window uh, I, I, But I, I get it Like the constant of it is, is a different thing Completely And right now there's a hurricane Passing through An Florida intense probably. one Yeah, yeah. Uh, But I, I get what you mean But I do miss I miss that rain
0: Here's a terrible question: Is the weather in Miami is it fairly comparable to California, except with all the rain factor, or is it? I guess maybe there's a humidity element too. You know what's weird with global warming,
1: which I believe in. Cancel me if you want. Uh, the, I, there is a lot of similarities that are emerging. The, one of my favorite things about moving out here, when I did in two thousand six, was that it was it was a temperate climate. It was always like low seventies. Super dry, no humidity, and yeah. no mosquitoes and then, over the last couple of years, it's starting to get a little more humid, and that's bringing in mosquitoes because mosquitoes breed in like standing water, which would never you know have been the case before. But now we have our own species of mosquito. I
0: apparently listen to like predominantly all california based podcasts, but i've heard Them talking about mosquitoes a lot lately. Yeah, and the thing I keep hearing is that it's predominantly the result of wood shipments from China. Now,
1: uh, sure, but I don't.
0: (laughs) I don't know if I could say that, dude. You know, I don't want. (laughs) (laughs) This is a family podcast. We can't talk about Chinese wood. That's what they said, and it's it's one of those things that is so specific. I'm like, sure. Yeah, you're like, wow, you did you figure that out? (laughs) Yeah. All right, legit. I don't know. I don't know if it's like on some kind of like Lois Feliz message board. People are talking about it. I don't dare guess. But it's a thing that has been mentioned on three or four podcasts. That type of thing that it was that it's not that they like originated here. They came from somewhere else because Mm. of plywood or something. That makes
1: sense. Invasive species, right? They're thriving. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's what I just I don't know. That's the one thing that is. So a lot of people ask that just because there are coastal cities. It seems like it's sunny all the time. Um, and that that is true But the, the major difference Water temperature The it Pacific and Atlantic oceans Are so different The Pacific is just Like raging waves Right You can surf on them It's cold as shit It's fairly murky And then the Atlantic Is going to be a little more It's going to be calmer And it's going to be warmer waters And that's the best It's I mean Go to Miami Go to the beach You're going to love it I've been I, to I hardly once. go to the beach I enjoy it
0: I, You did? Yeah I really like oh, that place Nice When where did you go? Ooh, like 15 years ago, probably. I just remember seeing, <laughs> needless to say, I have a pretty good read on Miami. Mm-hmm. I went there one time half a life ago, but uh, I just remember really enjoying it. I like the energy of it. And I remember seeing exotic cars and being like, this is Miami. And yeah, it was nice. I That's legit. It. I do like that you, that what you're thinking noise is poo. I thought
1: that was <laughs> legit. I'm going <laughs> to take that. <laughs> okay, good. If you don't yeah. mind, if you don't mind.
0: No, 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 please. <laughs> I'll, I'll mention you. I'll drop your name constantly. My gift to you. As I said before in the intro, the big mystery of whether you said Israeli interesting or not. Yeah. I just want to say definitively, you did not say that. Thank you so much. No, it's there. It's there.
1: Uh, that, those are the facts, and I'm going to back them up till I die. That's just how it goes. But can I, I point this... out
0: one thing that you did say wrong? Of course.
1: Many things over you. Yeah.
0: Not to be this person who, before we were recording sure, you, had said dude. to be an empathetic person... You don't point out other people's issues. As I'm, I got this front loaded ready to go. Great, great. You did say Shakita instead of Shakira, just to be fair. Wow. That's and that's on, on there. That, I know. I'm sorry.
1: I'm going to go back and edit that. Um, say it correctly. I'll do respect to Shakira. I don't mean
0: to be judged during an executioner, but. No, sorry. no. I mean, she's facing jail time, and I don't, you know, I want to show respect. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Man, I felt really bad for a second because she's facing tax evasion. <laughs> yeah, I was like, she's going to be prosecuted. So I forgot how to... serious they take that. Not that we don't, I suppose, but they're like, anybody's fair game. We're coming after you.
1: Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, apparently it's happened a whole bunch of times with Spain and celebrity. Like They're just like, no, no. Everyone goes there to like, you know, put the, hang their hat and just think they're going to live on, you know, fish and tapas and all that. It's like,
0: no, no, dude, give us our money. Give us our money. If I were in the country of Spain, I would wonder, why am I giving off tax evasion vibes? What is it about this country that is like, this is the place to take advantage of. If I were Spain, I would internalize, but maybe that's just me. I don't know. Yeah. One little fact
1: about Spain. Toledo, the city, makes swords. So why don't you think about that, listeners? Why don't you think (laughs) about that next time you think about Spain and tax evasion? It's a whole city
0: making swords. Don't fuck around. (laughs) Maybe think about that before you think taxes shall i
1: Hmm. huh oh wait there's a whole city that makes sharpie swords
0: yeah (laughs) don't do that bud (laughs) you know what swords cut but what you shouldn't do is cut corners and that's with taxes brought to you maybe think about that economy of spain (laughs) brought to you by infrastructure (laughs) (laughs) thank you infrastructure thank you have you been to spain i've never been but i have i'm assuming I Gorgeous, it looks beautiful, dry
1: nice. as fuck. Really? Oh my god, yeah. So Madrid and Barcelona, two two hot spots right? Two soccer teams constantly going at it. Madrid is uh, like you know how people say like Paris, the Parisians are rude and and all that, and they're like, very like snooty or whatnot. Yeah, that's that's Madrid. Madrid's like the very proud, proud people. And I don't get it. It's too hot and too dry there. But Barcelona is right by the coast, and they are. It's all, it's just like more temperate climate. Everyone's cool and vibrant. It's it's more of a Miami feel. It's Barcelona's legit. I love Barcelona.
0: I wonder if that's like a New York versus LA thing, where you know you can relax more in LA because of the temperate climate, or at least you know the mosquitoes are yeah. going to get your ass now. Mm-hmm. But in like Madrid, they're like, wow, we're in survival mode and we're hot all the time. <laughs> so yeah, we're we're a little prickly. Yeah, that might be it. I do think like temperatures
1: do dictate personality you know like there are more crimes when it's hotter and all that so it's like it's I do think that that does influence a certain kind of personality of the city it has to it has to
0: I would think so right I mean what yeah what's the personality of Little Rock what do you guys what, do you, what would you say oh boy that's a great question I mean I think we're I don't know you know I, I feel like I'm too close to this at this point but it feels like we're fairly laid back and minimally not as overtly racist as everybody thinks wow uh, yeah <laughs> Sorry, that's our state motto, I should say. (laughs) So I'm not being very original there, but we're pretty laid back people. It's one of these places where, again, you see it in the news and it's for all the wrong reasons. You come here and you're like, oh, it's a pretty memorable, nice place. You know, a lot of nice places. We're the natural state, which is still to me the dumbest state motto you can muster.
1: Yeah, you're like, I guess.
0: So (laughs) You guys just didn't build anything? What does that mean? Yeah, we have outhouses here. Is that what's happening? I don't really understand it. I mean, we have diamonds, and we're one of only two, oh. two places in the world that have diamonds. It's us in North Africa. We used oh to be the diamond state. I don't know why we changed that ever. Yeah.
1: why would? That's so good. cool. What a flex.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. Like We have a Diamond Oak Crater National Park or something like that. Nice. You can go, and you can mine diamonds anytime you want. It's really that's cool. intense. Isn't your yeah. state bird just a rock? That's a vicious rumor, unfortunately. <laughs> I think mainly it's the fact that it's the Mockingbird, which does a great impression of a rock. Yeah, right. Which largely is just not moving very much. Well, he does an impression of the rock, Dwayne Johnson, which is sick. It's funny you bring him up because <laughs> out of all celebrities, he bothers me so much. I really do not like him. Why? Why the rock? Because he's so full of shit. Talk he's to so... me. What's going on? Talk to me. <laughs> Talk to me, he guys. He's so full of shit because he does these posts about like, they're the equivalent to like I'm just an honest bitch, you know, just a big guy And I'm just mm-hmm. living my life But then, like a year and a half, two years ago He did a post about g- Saying like, gotta get to work And it involves him And this is still out there It shows a, a it's a photo of like His big steel security gate On its side on the ground Yeah, because he ripped it out He says he ripped it out because he can't be late to work Now, first of all No Second of all I know for a fact from people I've talked to, he's late all the time, <laughs> constantly, hours and hours late. I'm like oh, yeah. like five hours late to set yeah, all yeah, the yeah. time. So I'm like, and so this is where my like, this is an authentic brain kicks in. But on top of the fact that like he does stuff like, you know, just doing good things for people, don't need, don't want to make a big fuss about it as they're every single one of them are videotaped. And i put on that, like, don't want to make a big fuss about it, making my poor put-upon uh, assistant watch all of these, put them under, edit them, do all that. It's like whatever. I mean, this doesn't really matter in the scheme of things, obviously, but, like, I, it just drives me nuts. I don't know why. I feel that the the
1: fence was definitely something that I thought was so insane yeah. because uh, it's, it's, I mean, two things. One, how embarrassing is it? In this in this strange way of of wealth, where I can't leave because my giant gate motor won't open, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Yeah. You are like relatable, one, yeah. yeah. One hell of an excuse to not show up to the work, but also then to have so much money to then rip out the, I mean, destroying the gate and most likely the chain and motor and all that other shit. It's like okay, so that's probably I don't know maybe. Maybe $15,000, right? Like, Because it's yeah. like, I'm sure, an industrial-sized gate. It's a heavy-duty motor, all that shit, it's for, to protect him and his family. It's That's so much
0: money. It is top of the line. It is the best thing you could possibly purchase. The most, you know, if anything, by the way, he should explore the metaphor of that, of not being able to get out of his security gate and being wow. trapped by his own wealth. Wow. But, I mean, I, I don't mean to psychoanalyze, although uh, you y- absolutely do. Here we are yeah we're living in a world where i just did it sorry guys what are you gonna do (laughs) i don't know the other thing that i found fascinating in a very like uh what's the fucking nathan fielder show that just came out the rehearsal yeah the rehearsal is that he posted uh the rock posted the other day a couple days ago where he's on the set of his tv show the young rock and it's a Mm -hmm. video of him speaking to the actor playing his father dressed up (laughs) similar to his father and talking about how cathartic it was just to kind of work some things out with his wow. dad.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: There's a lot going on. I mean, I'm not bashing yeah. him for that one because that there is some something
1: happening. I mean, that's real, right? That's like you know, yeah. sense memory shit. But they're like Nathan Fielder definitely taps He taps into all this stuff whenever he works.
0: He's very. I'm his, I, I think he's shows. very impressive. Very yeah. impressive. He um he seems to in a very like John Wilson type way. They kind of yeah. They they seem to be on a different frequency than. At least in certain respects than a lot of other people.
1: Completely. And I think well, a lot of that is just them doing their own thing. You know, absolutely. just like they don't care of the, of the result of the, in the sense of, like, you know, fame or, or like, you know, success in that way, of like branding, whatever. They're just like, no, nah, I, I look at it as art. And they're just yeah. like, this is my art, putting it out there, love it or hate it. That That's the only reactions
0: I'm looking for. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, clearly, based on the end product of these things, you're like, if any any like fame and or wealth that you get from it is purely because it resonates with people, as opposed yes. to that is the end game. Because like, no, that is not clearly. There's no world in which somebody would think this is gonna be a this is gonna be a blockbuster or anything, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. And if you did, then that I I guess maybe you could because you also are set to that different frequency. But yeah, it purely is for love of the game.
1: Yeah, but I think that shit matters. I really do. Uh, I, this is my bleeding heart speech right now. But when. Entertainment at large, I understand, is like you gotta have. Mike and I were just talking about this. Just like the, you know, and you have this podcast. You want, you you need ads, right? You need yeah. money to, to be funneled into your work so that you can continue it and, and build upon. It. Just buy better equipment, you know, um, whatever. And the, all that money comes from marketing ads, Pepsi, whatever the fuck it is. And it's like it's kind of get disillusioned. Like damn, man, like that's you. At a certain point, you start hunting for that because that that allows you to have X. Uh, projects or access or whatever but it's like dang uh, and, and of course people at the top look at that as well because that's their revenue yeah but it's like a bummer you're like man you know if if you made good shit if you made really good shit people would pay the three dollars five dollars whatever it is to like go see it uh and you'd make money like that you, you could you could still make money maybe obviously not the same amount but like you could do well by putting good art out there that people want to see, which you it's being proved over and over again through these small works that then you're like, oh that was that was great that we're just going to assume that's an anomaly, and we're gonna make Transformers sixteen because yeah. that's what the people want and' you're <laughs> like oh shit, but I feel like if you do what you love to do and and truly put that love into it and that that like you know that really
0: that good work right people respond to that absolutely I completely agree and I think um even like a, a Top Gun Maverick, which is obviously not that example at all. Mm-hmm. It's very mm-hmm. much the studio system, but it's one a movie that in no way should have worked, let alone right. as impressively as it did, in my opinion. But also the fact that it's it's inc- it's an incredible movie. I really do think so. And I also think though that, admittedly, this isn't the most fun thought. But I was like, man, Hollywood's going to learn all the wrong lessons from this. Uh, of course. It's, going to be well, they, ter- they, it's they gonna be. They just
1: re-released Avatar for thirty million dollars. They just made. It, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna do? I'm like, okay, we're we're great. And I know Avatar original idea, sure, great. But it's just like, oh Jesus. If I you mean, don't have that like big budget thing. You're not. They're not gonna put money behind your idea of like whatever.
0: Avatar only exists because it's a James Cameron project. That dude does yes. not miss. It's whatever he wants to make. Yeah. And I, I think he's brilliant, by the way. You know he's made incredible movies and he is a true visionary. But uh, it is amazing though that he's got three or four more coming out. You know, it's, it, yeah, they've
1: already started four, I think. Yeah, like, yeah.
0: like pre on, on production on on four, which is like what the fuck? Okay, <laughs> great, good. I mean, I, it's it's a guy that I don't know. You know, <sighs> oh, my I think he's. Well, I hope that's enough. room. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, that's my neighbor. He just said hi. He the yeah, uh, but, <laughs> but like Cameron is, um, I mean, the guy's an anomaly, he's a one of one type. You know, he's a guy who's when he's not filming a movie or making or literally creating the technology to facilitate the movie, right? Yes, he's creating his own submarine that only fits him mm-hmm. and he's going to the Marianas Trench, like just mm-hmm. insane, true. Like, it, he wants to die in a way that Tom Cruise does, but he wants to do it doing adventures, and Tom Cruise wants to die in a movie set, yes, and yeah. And frankly, as a viewer, uh, all due respect, we're all the better for it. I need... I want it so bad. I do, too. <laughs> too. Like, he's doing some bonkers shit for these next two uh, Mission Impossible movies that they're from. Yeah, aren't they going in space to. or some shit? That's going to be a different movie, which oh is still... God. It's still the fact that that's a sentence we can say, and it's true. Yes. He wants to do a movie in space, part of the space station. He is also, subsequently, and this is like the duality of Tom Cruise... Is gonna do a musical apparently, Uh, and his own comedy series that he wants to do of the less, whatever his name character from Tropic Thunder. Les Goodman. Yeah, so there he's gonna get into that too. So, you know. Oh my gosh! uh, Tom Cruise has fully recovered from jumping on that couch that one time. I'm so happy for him. Uh, I like you know, good for him. (laughs) I'm so glad he was able to bounce back. I'm very selfish in that, like. You know there are the two things of wow Scientology and that's a loaded thing and everything that involves with him, but at the same time, if Top Gun Maverick proved anything, he truly is like the last true movie star. I think like in terms of the full personification of a movie star. Yes, there are certain actors that still have some of that. You know, like Mm -hmm. Denzel. I guess The Rock opens movies. Mark Wahlberg, uh, Kevin Hart's movies seem to do fairly well. Certain people like that, but outside of that, Tom Cruise is a is a movie star?
1: Yeah, no. He he's like the 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 face that he puts on when he goes out and glad hands. Yeah. That's that's how you know. Yeah, that's yeah. how you know. Holy shit! Like, I uh, <laughs> I don't know what it's like behind closed doors. I don't want to know. No, me I'm I'm already scared with what I get. So <laughs> this <Yeah>. is <laughs> this is
0: fine. Yeah. Just keep making movies. We'll figure it out. I've got to adopt willful ignorance on this because. I get too much joy out of anything, any movie he does. Dude, like, even too. the even the bad ones are fascinating. I, and there are, I, by the I, way, there are very, very few bad ones. He has impeccable yeah. taste. Yeah, he really, I mean,
1: he, he does a great job at acting. I just watched, um, oh my gosh, what's it called? Uh, Edge of Tomorrow, which I always called live, die, repeat because I was like on the poster or whatever. But yeah. that's, uh, I, I love that movie.
0: I rewatched it like a month ago. It's, it's amazing. It's so fun. It's so, it's so fun. good. It's so well done. And you know, they've written a sequel, which they might oh, really? not make. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's fun. it's been written. Which I'm really curious how they're gonna do that. But uh I will say too, that movie's amazing, but the person who's like the MVP who was like the most perfectly distilled version of himself, I think, is Bill Paxton. He's incredible in that. Oh yeah. He's so perfectly utilized. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. What a great movie.
1: R.I.P., man. I love Bill Paxton.
0: R.I.P. He made every movie better. True uh, Lies. True Lies, oh, yeah. Lies. Speaking of Cameron, Aliens. incredible. Aliens also, Cameron? Yeah. Yeah. Titanic, so of course.
1: You, of course he was in that. Um, <laughs> you're a huge movie buff, right? Like, don't you? You're, oh, yeah. Big time. Posting, like, what you're watching and all stuff. Uh, what is the worst movie you've ever seen in your life?
0: Oh boy, that is a very tough question. I'm gonna have to think about that for a second. It's, uh, I don't know. You know, it's it's a weird thing that there are very few movies I've seen where even the bad ones, there's something, it's like they're not completely irredeemable. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's something, even if it's a moment, there's something. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I totally so, agree with that. So, uh, so I not you know, I try not to revel in like the bad movies because, like, Everybody works so hard. Nobody's like trying to make a bad movie. They're all <laughs> so complicated. And they're all a miracle. They I, exist. The anyway. fact that
1: I, I say that, all, I completely agree. Because I, I mean, I uh, Amazon doesn't have this anymore, but they used to have uh, star ratings like on Prime, and yeah. you could cycle through films uh, based on their star rating. So I would look for one star or less movies, and I would just watch those. And then like customers also watched and just. Go down a rabbit hole of just horror. I mean, truly, just just bad, objectively bad movies. But agreeing with you that in that in that hour and a half I've just wasted, there would be twenty seconds, maybe five minutes of like a genius moment, something that they don't even realize what they've
0: just created. That is absolutely.
1: This is why I'm here. This is why I'm here.
0: And that's why like the movie The Room resonates with people because it's of course filled to the brim with unintended. Not brilliance, but like delight and just yeah. weirdness, and it works. Mm-hmm. But uh, to answer your question, in retrospect, maybe, and even by the way, even this movie like has a few like delightful, stupid moments. Is a movie called Thanksgiving, Killing? I seem to remember.
1: Oh yeah, I never saw that, but I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like
0: it's like maybe seventy minutes. Like I, I don't even know. I, I think they might have just been like, "Fuck it, we're done." Like, it's not even that long. It's not even whatever is described as a full-length film, uh-huh. which is like, who cares anyway? You know, like yeah. I watched a movie the other day that was like 85 minutes, and I was like, "This is heaven," mm-hmm. you know. But 90 minutes seems to be the benchmark for what that constitutes. But Thanksgiving was a movie where they were having the first Thanksgiving in the opening, and they kill the turkey for the first Thanksgiving. But maybe it doesn't die and then eventually it comes back oh my and God. it talks. Yes. At the same I'm time. About this. I'm all about this. See, that's the thing. It's not a good, it's like a terrible movie, but there are plenty of things that are like delightful about it, whether they're intended or not. So I don't know. It's, a, it's tough to. I got to think of a movie that where I just like, I hate every moment of this. I got to mm-hmm. think about that, which is a fun thought and I need to think about it. Yeah, but, bring, bring hate back into your heart. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I think the weather's too nice, so <laughs> yeah. I need to I need to bring some metaphorical clouds over me and get get pissed on via the so rain. So glad I could help. dude. thank you, thank you. Um, I need to be uh, held in check, so I think that's good. So yeah. I appreciate it.
1: So friends are for man.
0: <laughs> you know, I'm trying to think of what the best movie I've seen is. Even on the other side of that, and even that's extremely difficult to answer. Do you have an answer for that? A movie that, or maybe just your favorite? I guess if that's even an answer.
1: Yeah, I feel like Turner Classic Movies like ruined that with the, uh, because you you would just have like you know Shawshank Redemption on in the background constantly or like yeah. whatever was on cable in the nineties, that you're just like oh these become, you know just institutions in your mind like yes this is my favorite movie but I would I'd, I'd probably have to say They Live by John Carpenter is Incredible my all time favorite movie, I love it. that and then the, the Thing is a close second, but. The thing I love with, uh, the thing, what I love <laughs> of, of John Carpenter's films is that he throws you into the middle of a story without explanation, assumes you're smart enough to understand context clues, and you actually go on, like, this amazing journey of discovery with the character in real time. That's what I love. I love, it.
0: love. I love that so much. Yeah, like, the, he doesn't feel the need to do some kind of, like, info dump or expository mm-hmm. dialogue to be like, yeah, you'll figure it out because you're smart. Mm-hmm. you know like audiences at least you know especially nowadays are pretty literate when it comes to how these things work so they don't really need to be i don't think they really need to have their hands held uh despite the, what the most popular films in the world right now are doing on every yeah. conceivable level but uh i did rewatch like uh i think 2020 <clears throat> excuse me carpenter movies like i hadn't seen they live for example
1: oh for, you saw it for the first time
0: yeah, a couple years ago. Oh my god. In- incredible. It's so good. So, so fun. It's so good. Even just the uh the very like extended nobody would make it this long fight today scene. ever fight scene. Incredible. It's, it's and they so were really they did some real punching in that. Like it was real. It w- but that's also what
1: a fight would look like. Yeah. Right? Like it w- yeah. it's not like a couple punches were done. It's like, dude, these guys think one of them is trying to one of the guys thinks he's insane. You know, it's like you're trying to survive this moment. You're doing whatever it takes. It's so if you if anyone listening has not seen it, I recommend. Uh, It's also it's it's I will say it falls into Spooktober. I'll say it falls into Spooktober, and then the thing, undoubtedly, is a scary movie you need to watch during Halloween.
0: Yeah, if you think that Ronald Reagan is a ghoul, it's it's very (laughs) Spooktober, (laughs) extremely uh, very Spooktober. But you know, even those graphics, by the way, like the when he puts the glasses on, they're They're so cool looking Mm -hmm. now, even today. Uh, and you'll even see the origin for, I guess uh, whatever his name is, Shepherd Fairy. Obey his poster. Yeah, the Obey thing. Like, he mm-hmm. lifted it straight up from that. Like, well,
1: hundred th- percent. That's pretty... literally what it is. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And uh, the movie's great. The the thing is one of my all time favorite movies. So is uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Yes, of course. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm a Kurt, I'm a Kurt head through and
1: through. I love Kurt Russell. You put on Captain Ron, you know whatever it is. So like, funny.
0: I am in. That movie is so funny, genuinely so funny. It's
1: great. I I love it's just a fun
0: adventure you're on. It's so cheesy. I'm it's great. I still remember that line too, where it was like he uh, Martin Short, uh, incredible. He uh, accidentally like shot a flare in the boat, and he was and it was so bright at the, like the downstairs in the boat, <laughs> and then they take care of it, and you're like, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. They walk off, and he goes, you still there? And he sells it in just the, like, not blinking, clearly blind. Yeah, yeah. You're still there. It's so funny. It's really, really funny. Martin I mean, Short, a funny guy. He's a genius. He's incredible. Jimmy Glick is one of the funniest characters. Oh, of the time. my
1: God. Jimmy Glick is insane. I I love that. Him squirming around the chair, shoving
0: donuts. It's insane, <laughs> yes. man. I, I love it. The juxtaposition of when an actor, when it, both the character of, like, completely unearned confidence mixed with... The actor completely committing to it, like uh, Jiminy Glick, Alan Partridge, McGruber, yes. those are some of the favorite funny, uh, oh, or my God, yes. Tim yes. Heidecker's uh, stand up special from last year, uh huh. Yeah, incredible. It's some of the funny, it, those are like my some of my favorite comedic things.
1: Yes, I a thousand percent agree.
0: What were some of your favorite comedic things like growing up? The things that this is a trite question, but like it then inform your comedic sensibilities today,
1: so many. I mean. My first one was Mystery Science Theater 3000. Amazing. I watched that at 11 p.m. sci-fi channel. I think it was like Tuesday night, Tuesday Thursdays, and I would just I had no idea cuz they made these like really like um thoughtful references throughout. No idea what the fuck they were talking about. Yeah. But I just I like knew it was funny and it also like really planted the seed for love of B movies and shitty movies. Um and and just kind of to to be you know disrespectful in a funny way really like you're just like you can call things out that's like yeah you should this is you're taking it too seriously man relax yeah uh that that was huge uh and crow was always my favorite character in that and tom servo as well they both were just more just irreverent and i and I just i really enjoyed that uh but and comedy central specials as well uh bet comic view um you know this is like before youtube right so like you just like whatever was on tv you just you watched yeah, but really be, discovery back then yeah yeah right so you just had to like if you think like in a weird way thank god cable had those channels that were specific but uh i'm so thankful now for youtube and all that because i can find those clips again and even more performers that i've never uh knew but um yeah there's just like so i mean literally just watching comedy uh dana carvey special on hbo uh in the yes. 90s well i forgot the name of the title of that but that was like you know iconic Chopping broccoli and chopping broccoli, uh, yeah. all that, Amazing. yeah. Uh, memor—I I memorized that set. Uh, There's so many perform. I'm trying to think of like what were, you know, when you're younger, you just don't like re- really retain. I guess like I- I'm more of, like picking up the moments, right? Not necessarily yeah. like the bigger things, but I-, I don't know if you know who Brody Steven uh, uh Stephen Brody Stevens is. Oh Brody yeah. Stevens. Have you ever heard of that performer? Uh, yeah, A- eight one-, I mean, A- one eight till I die. Yeah, uh, that's it, man. You got it. Yeah, he's <laughs> so, so funny. funny. I, I was just the other day re-watching every set of his on YouTube. Like whatever what any anything that was video archived of him performing, I was watching. And they have his hour special on there. And it's so it's just so fun and it's so free. And as I've you know, as you grow as a performer and, and like, you know, your your tastes evolve with like things and your experiences, I really, really do enjoy just like being in a moment with somebody. Cause I used to really love the hyper polished performance mm-hmm. and like, you know, the Seinfelds of it all, you know, and I, 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 there's something so fun about Brody Stevens and him having those set bits obviously, but you can tell he's just in the moment with people in the audience and just being funny, just yeah. being himself. And just like, you know, there, there are jokes, but he's just calling things out as they are. And it's just a shared experience that's happening in the room that I, I think is so cool and so fun. And, and, but also not easily translatable for, you know, TikTok or whatever. Right. Like, you know, that's not, you can't really repeat that joke. Um,
0: but I, I, I just love that. I think that's just a fun pursuit. Well, it's kind of thrilling, right. To have like no safety net to, you know, to know that there is like actual, you know, at least comedically bravery involved with doing that because you could eat shit at any moment. And the fact, just it to me, it like shows way more, confidence than to your point like a fully prepared we have every second mapped out thing just to kind of mine it for what it is in real time and feed off that crowd is amazing
1: yeah and i respect like the work and the effort that put that is like sure. a completely polished set that's also insanely hard to do but there i i just love i mean i'm just more improvised inclined i guess right like i like to you know just see what happens
0: you know Roy uh, Roy Scoville, Scoville. Yeah, mm-hmm. he has a a special on YouTube from last year where he is in Atlanta, I think, for um, a week, and he does fully improvised stand up for an hour, and they cut it all together at this club, and it's so good. I bet it, it's I really funny. Out. It's really interesting. Uh, he's he's in- very funny. incredible. He's so funny. Yeah. It's really worth checking out. I'll look up what that is, but it's really good. Um, yeah, I need to watch that uh, Brody Stevens special. I didn't realize it was on there because I've seen like, I think it was the show that they did where he interviews people and he doesn't know what they're going to do where they're sitting down at dinner or something. Oh, right, yeah. And it's really, you know, I think anything he's done is really funny. And I just mm. remember that being so funny. Like, he was a, truly a singular voice. So funny. Yeah. I love him. Well, Very me... much an inspiration. That's a hell of an inspiration. When did you start doing improv, by the way? I started in two
1: thousand and like eight, nine. That's when I started performing. So pretty late. Yeah. But uh in like performers, like you meet people that are like, oh, I started when I was five, like doing theater or whatever. you like, oh <laughs> shit, okay, what the fuck? <laughs> um But I, I do think like at large there is like a benefit to that where I learned when I just started performing with the, my college team laser squad bravo great name and there was like like 70 of us and the shows were eight hours long you know it was just (laughs) brutal we and we did uh, what's called short form improv and if no one is familiar with that if you've seen the show whose line is it anyway they do short form improv which are just mini games a host will instruct the audience as well as the performers of like hey what's going to happen and they're going to do this game for about you know three to seven minutes and then we're going to do a new game with the different cast members and it gives you good training wheels for what's then called long form improv, which I think more people are familiar with, uh, which is, you know, just more truly improvised scenes like a like a play. Yeah. And uh, so we, I learned that just, but also through my friends. We didn't have any like formal training. Like some people had taken classes at whatever theater or like you know maybe in high school, and maybe they went to a workshop. At some other festival, when you know when we were in college, and then they came back and kind of regurgitated what they learned, and I, it was so fun to learn to to like play like that because you're just we're just figuring it out with each other with no expectation of getting it right to pass the class to get to the next level or because the curriculum says blank, and that was I think the best gift. Uh, in in like discovering the art form, which is like hey, just as long as you're present, you're supporting. Uh, you kind of can do what you want. You know what I mean? It's not a yeah. way to like uh, explode the other performers or like the show, but you're like, no, we can we can truly improvise. We can make everything up <laughs> uh, 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 with
0: each other as long as we're literally present, responding and supporting each other. It feels like the original intention of improv, you know, like how, yeah. how they themselves found it was through that very thing of, hey, do what you want to do. These are the very, very basic constraints of it, but have fun with it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I look that's at it
0: awesome. as, as etiquette and not rules.
1: You know, like when you're performing with someone, there's like a, there's, you can be rude or you can be polite. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's like, it's always better to be polite because then like, you know, you're going to build a rapport and then you can, you know, break that later. But like, you want to just have like a strong foundation of understanding
0: before, Sure. you know, you, you do whatever. Do you think, was there a certain point with, um, at which, I don't know, it kind of clicked with you that you were like, Oh, yeah, or not even that like I can do this or that it was something you want to keep going down that path with, but you're just like, "Oh, I think I know what I'm doing now. Does that make sense?
1: yeah, and that, and uh, there's well, two things to like answer your question like in a more abstract way and a more like direct. The first direct way of like, do I do I, like I felt like I knew what I was doing?" Uh, that comes in and out like in mm-hmm. the performance aspect. you you will always reach a mountaintop and then fall straight down to the valley yeah uh, just you're learning new things and you've atrophied other things as you strengthen others. and so it's a it's a constant um, you know tinkering and refining. you just have to keep doing it and then just build up different muscles. like even now, you know now that we're able to perform live, there there are uh, my muscle of uh, you know space work as it's called, the pantomime objects or motions, it was really weak. And even just being expressive was 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 weak just because I haven't done that in two plus years. Yeah. So like, okay, I got to get back on that, which is fun, right? You're like, oh, you know, you don't beat yourself up in the same way now at least. But when did I like see that I knew what I was doing or like I wanted to do this in like that like kind of personal soul way? Yeah. I think it was, I think right when I when I started, like it was something I've always wanted to do, never knew where to do it. And then I finally find this found this outlet. I was like, oh, yeah, no, this is it. And then I started doing theater at the same time. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. It was just live performance was so scary. And I knew I sucked. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but there was this part of me that knew as well. Well, I mean, what's the worst that happens? You 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 just will do it again. Right? Like there's no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yeah. All right, you bomb. Whatever. Great. Do it again. Who cares? No, nobody really cares. I love that.
0: Yeah. I, I almost, yeah. Part of me thinks too that, yeah, I can imagine getting, you know, where I in that position, getting in my head about how scary that would be. And then you do it and then it demystifies it to a certain extent mm-hmm. to where you just realize, oh, I'm still alive. <laughs> right? This right. is fine. Yeah. It's fine.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's always good to remind yourself, it's a voluntary action. You know, like <laughs> you're choosing to do this. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It's yeah.
0: okay. I really like that. I especially like that feeling too, where you, even if it's just something you like, whatever the case may be, where you just, you do it or you experience it and you're just like, oh, this is a thing that I love. Mm-hmm. That is such a nice, like you can almost like feel the light bulb turning on, but I'm like, oh, I'm just going to do this for the rest of my life, whatever that yeah, may
1: be. Exactly. And I, and you know, whatever turns in my life will take, I don't think I'll ever give up Performing in one way or another, it's just so fun. I, I, you know, there, there's no, no other word for it. Where it's just, it's just fun. It's yeah. so, you know, some people play pickup basketball, whatever it is. Just like, I recommend everyone trying it to their own, you know, level of comfort. But I, I do think it's, it's obviously accessible for all of us, and you don't have to be, you know, like Martin Short, <laughs> to do it. Like the beauty of improv and I think comedy performance at large is your perspective, your experiences as long as it's projected truly from you and in earnest mm-hmm. will yeah, I think you, I, 90% sure you'll be successful, right? Cause it's just you being yourself, you know, with the intention of being humorous, right? You, like, yeah, you'll probably do it. It's going to take a couple cracks before you actually get that rhythm for yourself. Yeah. But it's like, we're all funny. We're all, we all get humor. You can also project that out, but just, you know, give yourself that little medicine that says, yeah, it's going to take a second before I can do it exactly how I want. That's just experience right But yeah. like you you can
0: everyone should try it i really I really feel like they should I believe it you know I was just thinking too that uh it, it feels like it's hard to define like what great improv is like I guess I guess like anything mm-hmm. else when you experience it you just know mm-hmm. but also you know when you see bad improv yeah <laughs> which is which is to say like somebody may be uh railroading other people for the sake of a laugh line that type of stuff about like it's just the rhythm of it completely gets disrupted. A thousand percent. It's and bad. And it's just, it's very like visible. Like it's it informs as the a character. It informs that human so distinctly. Yeah. A hundred percent.
1: Yes, you're like like fuck that person. They're rude. <laughs> uh, they're not paying attention. They're just like disrespectful. It's again. It's that uh, uh, why I use etiquette because it's like it's a um, it's a respect thing, right? Obviously, there's like a class. Uh, uh, idea, like you know, like ingrained in it, but I really is like, no, I'm respecting you, and in in my f- uh, formality of respect, it's assumed that you'll, I'll, I'll receive that back, and again, like once I respect and like you, then let's fuck around. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, let's. But if I don't know you, and the first thing you do is you come up and you like start pinching my nipples, I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Yeah Like you're gonna get slapped Or what You know it's like So it's just that same feeling You feel that energy on stage When someone's out there Just doing whatever the fuck there is And everyone it, it, Not that they're scared But they're they, Everyone shuts down Yeah, everyone kind of lets the bully win And it's like oh shit And I'm gonna be honest I, When I was younger I definitely had moments of steamrolling it, Like not intentionally Of course My intention was never to like Hurt uh, the other performer Or like make them You know more muted Yeah I, I was just I had so much energy And so much want That like it just came out that way which i regret because you're like damn and i you know i wish i wish i didn't do that right like i wish i was more thoughtful in that moment but i also didn't
0: know so it was it was
1: just that i got bummer
0: sure but But you had also had to probably do that to recalibrate like your to your point you're like you have to everybody's got some kind of bad tendency you're going to come out and you realize oh this doesn't work for this or whatever the case may be and i just got to recalibrate and like oh okay you it's an imperfect process and you gotta learn yeah. from it.
1: The biggest lesson I learned, one of them, was you don't you don't have to go out. And speaking of myself, or right? like you, they dude, they don't need you, right? Like that's you're not necessary for the success of, of anything. And yeah. when a scene is going well and it's it's just like crushing and like, you know, like it's just building on top of each other, building on top, and the audience is rolling, it's crazy. You want to be a part of that party. And yeah. Um, a more naive, inexperienced player, like you know, I was at one point, would go out and want to join, but would end up destroying that moment because I'm not bringing any, anything to support or heighten it or, you know, there's no reason for me to do that. So uh, like a mature thing is to see that and be like, they're crushing, let them, let them go as long as possible. <laughs>